The reasons why are interesting. The reasons why this works may not be the same reasons why it matters for us, right? It may not be the same reasons why it helps us to think better, clearer, etc. But what it does is essentially these large language models at a very basic level, they've been shown a lot of text and they've used that in order to learn how to predict when I've got this set of text, what is the most likely text to come next? And they get better and better at predicting the text that's going to come next. And so you could potentially imagine that in the context of, okay, I was shown the text, think step by step, explain your work, explain your reasoning, and you compare the kind of answers that come after that. They might typically be your better answers than the ones that didn't think step by step, that didn't explain the reasoning, etc. Welcome back to the Real Estate Growth Hacker Show. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how the more you understand the way the human brain works, how you can teach, train, and learn as a human, actually make a massive difference on how well you understand how to work with AI and do prompt engineering and develop those systems. And so we're going to talk about that and how that's kind of a counterintuitive concept compared to the way that most people would think about getting better at working with software historically. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. With me today, I have my guest co-host, Charlie Madison from Referrals While You Sleep, Realtor Waiting List, working with lenders and realtors. And he's a developer. He's a founder. He's not wearing a Hawaiian shirt today, which is a surprising thing, but we love him just the same. Welcome, Charlie. Hey, it's good to be here. This is a pretty fascinating topic. <laughs> Glad to hear it. So yeah, so let's set a little bit of the context here. So the reason why I feel like this is even worth talking about is some of these concepts might actually be easier than people are making them out to be, but mainly because they've thought about them in the wrong way in the past or in, in what's worked previously doesn't work as well here, right? So in the past, if I'm going to get really good at working with software, like I need to understand technical specifics to also get an edge software wise. I potentially like depending on the software and depending like, so like take this for what it's worth. It's sort of rough ideas, but you know, like I might need to understand things like whether processes can run asynchronously or whether multi-threading needs to happen or technical limitations, how much Ram I need, like a specific exact phrasing and context of like, if you think about building out formulas in a spreadsheet, right? Like if you get even one symbol off, like it just doesn't work, right? Yeah. Like it just breaks completely. It does nothing like you want it to. And so we're very used to like software being very particular and very other, right? Like we're used to just sort of like turning off completely the creative side of our brain, the human side of our brain and going almost exclusively into trying to think like a robot, right? Does that check out with you? Does that make sense for kind of what it normally feels like to work with software? Yeah. It reminds me of, you ever seen the videos of the parent where the kid tells the parent how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the kid, you know, skips over all sorts of steps, but the parent does exactly what the kid says and nothing happens. And, you know, it's to teach the kid that you need to be very specific. And right. that's really what it's like to write a program. Like right. I have to imagine that the program, it is completely ignorant and stupid and has right. only like, it doesn't even really understand what we write. It right. just, but it's just line by line doing the right. exact thing. 
And that's the way computers have always been. Right. And regardless of whether you're writing code or just working with software like that, like literally, even if you're playing video games, right? Like you play a video game and if you press the wrong key to try and shoot, like it just won't shoot. Right. If, if you tell it to go forward, but you've got your keys misaligned, like it doesn't do even remotely what you're trying to do. Right. So it's like everything that we're used to in software up till this point is very typically like you either get it exactly right and get the result that you're wanting, hopefully, <laughs> or if you get it even a little bit off, it's just completely nothing. Anyway. So we're used to sort of thinking about like working with software is this exact process of like, you need this magical thing in this exact way in order to get the best results. And th there might be some smidgen of truth to that, right? Like working with AI in terms of people have tested lots of different phrasing. And sometimes this phrasing seems to more consistently get a result than this phrasing, but it's not like it's much less pass fail, right? And so that by itself is already better. That's part of why people really like working with, you know, large language models in terms of getting an answer. Cause I could type something, have three typos in it and only basically get at the idea. And what it's going to give me back is still in the right ballpark, right? It's not just going to respond with, man, cannot compute, false, null, error. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cannot it's, your words. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, Learn to type, you caveman. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, so like we don't get that result. And so that's part of why that's been beneficial. But even like as we start to look at how do we get like advanced results from AI where we really dial in like things like it very clearly understanding exactly how to give us back what we're looking for, right? Like how do we set it up for success on that? How do we set it up so that it could potentially tap into knowledge that we don't have in order to give us a better result than we could get on our own, right? right? Like how do we set things up like that? And so at a basic level, this is what we're seeing. And it's a surprising thing that makes sense, <laughs> but at a basic level, here's the principle. The more you look at working with AI from the vein of how do humans learn and understand and how are they influenced, what psychology matters to humans, especially when it comes to language, right? Because remember, that's how these things are trained. They're trained on the relationship between language and whatever we're wanting to do. Even as of right now, even the visual stuff, it's still all trained on language. It's trained on how images relate to the words that we use to describe them, right? And so ultimately video would be the same thing, how video relates to the words that we describe them, right? How music relates to the words that we use to describe it. And so it all comes back to language. So when you think about like the psychology of language, when you think about the way that we use language to influence, to learn, to communicate effectively, all of those things are coming into play with AI. So like, here's a couple of examples. So one that I really like, you can get a very meaningful difference in the quality of your response. If you tell ChatGBT to explain its reasoning before giving you the answer. So literally just have it like, think out loud is the idea, right? Like the same way, the way that we think, if you sort of think of, like we come to our conclusion by building our final answer on the scaffolding of reason. If you actually like show your work, write out your reasoning, think it out in advance and do that preliminary step of thinking about something in advance, you're probably also going to get a better answer on the other end when you've had the chance to sort of 
sit with the thought for a second, right? Right. And AI does the same thing. And it's amazing that's a thing that works, that you could literally explain your reasoning before providing your answer. The answer will be better most of the time than it would have been if you didn't ask it to explain its reasoning. Another one that's similar but different is asking it to think step by step, right? So thinking, so same way, right? Like uh, you were just describing the process that, you know, kind of the funny thing that people do with the peanut butter. But like, that's a really good example of when somebody thinks through something very well step by step, it also deals with a lot of the potential problems that somebody might run into, right? So like, you know, the peanut butter example, it's like the typical one that a kid starts with is like, all right, get the peanut butter, put the peanut butter on the bread and then fold the bread. And now you got a sandwich. And so like, you'll see like they grab the jar of peanut butter. They put the jar onto the loaf of bread and they fold the loaf of bread and then hand them that. Right. right. Like, so, so it's like, okay, I didn't think step-by-step step enough. Okay. So I'm going to fix this now. Right. So I grab the jar. You're going to open the jar. <laughs> You're going to get the peanut butter out. You're going to take out two pieces of bread. You're going to put the peanut butter onto the pieces of bread and then you're going to close it. Now I fixed it. And so that the parent does this. They get the jar, they open it, they stick their hand in, grab some peanut butter. <laughs> right? And so as you're thinking through something step-by-step, step, the more step-by-step step you think about it, typically the clearer you get to the end result, right? And right. so similarly, even just telling it to think through something step-by-step, step, even if it doesn't do that work of like showing you that work in advance, it creates this better result where it's like better reasoned and it makes more sense. So yeah, at a basic level, does that concept make sense to you for kind of a way to think through working with AI to get better results that's maybe less than intuitive for what you might expect for typical software? Yeah, the fact that, I mean, Google, you know, if you Google something or you open Microsoft Word or nowhere else in computer that I know of, has that ever right. happened? You know, you don't go to YouTube and say, show me all of the, you know, videos on fire hydrants. I don't know why I said fire hydrants, but please explain your reasoning on why you chose these. Like, right. It wouldn't make a difference. Like it would actually hurt the results, right. but here it's a brand new world where it gets it, to, I guess, clarify what it's doing. Right. Yeah. And like the reasons why are interesting. The reasons why this works may not be the same reasons why it matters for us. Right. It may not be the same reasons why it helps us to think better, clearer, et cetera. But what it does is uh, essentially these large language models at a very basic level, they've been shown a lot of text and they've been used, you know, they've used that in order to learn how to predict when I've got this set of text, what is the most likely text to come next? And they get better and better at predicting the text that's going to come next. And so you could potentially imagine that in the context of, okay, I was shown the text, think step by step, explain your work, explain your reasoning, and you compare the kind of answers that come after that, they might typically be your better answers than the ones that didn't think step by step, that didn't explain the reasoning, etc. So like, yeah. it, that could be part of the reason why you end up getting to a better, clearer, you know, more detailed, more thought out, better structured, whatever. But what's interesting is if it helps humans get a better result it probably helps AI, even if the reason why is completely different. Right. Right. And so here's kind of the key takeaway from this. If you want to get better 
at foundational principles of working with these large language models and getting a result that's consistent, that's at a higher quality, that's at a higher caliber than maybe what the average person does, you don't need to be like just looking for the next trick from prompt engineers, right? Like you could get to the underlying principle of what's helping people think through these things. Now, don't get me wrong. Those can be great shortcuts. They can be great ways to potentially get an edge quicker, but like they aren't tapping into some mystical science that you can't learn and understand as well. And the basic things that are working is if you study and understand things like communication, clear communication, persuasion, influence, how humans learn, right? Like if you understand those kinds of things and you study those and you learn those and then try and deploy those principles into how you're working with AI, chances are you're going to start seeing that get you a, a better result in the end results as well. And again, the reasons aren't necessarily because the AI thinks the way that we do. It's almost like, I don't even know how to describe this concept. It's almost like a mirror, but like a mirror that learns how to reflect back to us based on the things that we put into it. Even if the mirror doesn't work by being exactly what we did. <laughs> Does yeah. that make sense? Like if we think of a mirror as being literally just a dumb, it's light reflecting off of a surface back into our eyes that mimics what, like what we're seeing, right? AI is almost like a mirror. That's more like a webcam hooked up to a screen. Right. Where it's very similar, but it's like being processed and it's changing pixels in order to create the result. It's not the direct thing. It's going through this digital thing. But in the same way, like if I move my hand here, it still shows up through the webcam on the screen. Right. Just right. like it would on a mirror. So the principles are different, but it works the same in the end. And the other benefit to this is that not only... Does this help you with working with large language models and starting to figure out your own prompts and your own ways of working with AI that get you the results that you're looking for? But you're going to need the information anyway. Right. Right. Because you're going to need to know how to teach people, how to persuade, how to influence, how to communicate clearly. You're going to need all that information and ultimately get to the end results as a human, whether that's working directly with people or whether that's working with AI and seeing, is it actually doing a good job of communicating? Is it actually doing a good job of persuading, having the expertise and the knowledge to say, is this just giving me what I asked for in terms of something that it looks like what I asked for? Is it actually giving me the things that I've seen or proven, tested, and actually work? Does that all make sense? Yep, that does make sense. What's a concept from this that you think that you could take and run with and put into practice to test with your AI prompt engineering? You know, I mean, the simple one is just tell it to think through the steps. Right. Like that's just the simplest one, whatever I do and think through the steps. That's simple. Right. The other is the excitement of, wow. Like as I'm learning persuasion, I'm learning AI as I'm learning AI. I'm like, it's bringing how to be a productive, successful human, like together. And kind of what I've been thinking about, like, man, if I had a worker, that knew everything. Right. And my only job as their leader was to persuade them and motivate them. What could we get right. done? And so I like right. that kind of avatar of like, right. this is what I need to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting about this too, just to go down this rabbit hole a little bit. So there's a couple of other like sort of fascinating things that they've discovered in this vein. One of them 
that they've noticed a tendency around. I haven't checked this, so I don't know how much stock to put into this, but they have noticed that if the large language model thinks it's winter, it will be lazier in its responses than if it thinks it's summer. Wow. (laughs) Because for a lot of us humans around winter, around like the holidays, people start slacking off and kind of going into like a holiday mode for a period of time. So maybe you don't put as much work into your writing. You don't write as long. You're still doing what you need to, but you're not like being as in depth or thorough about it. And even though the AI hasn't been trained, like when it's winter, you write, you know, you put less work into things. It's like, oh, it's winter. Okay. Well, that means, you know, cause it's like monkey see monkey do. Apparently, when it's winter, this is a factor that means we don't write as much. Like, that's the right way to do this. I mean, it's really Uh, learning like children do, right? Exactly. Like, children watch what you do and just duplicate it. Exactly. So, like, there are literally things like that. Like, we are still... For anybody who thinks we figured all this out and, like, there's people that really understand this deeply and know everything, it's like, even... This is what I'm seeing in everything that I'm hearing from the people who are the smartest people in the room on AI. The thing that I hear from them most consistently is like, we don't know what this is capable of. Like, we're the ones who built it and understand how it was built. And we don't actually fully know what it's capable of. We're still discovering new things every day. Right? It's That's simultaneously terrifying and exciting. It's terrifying because... We don't know this beast that we built and what's even possible off of it. But it's exciting in the sense of there's still plenty of opportunity for you and I to discover amazing new ways to work with this system, right? To throw a level of creativity into it that somebody hasn't considered before. Like this is very much in the Wild West you know, virgin jungle kind of thing where it's like, literally you might be the first person to think of a concept and to try it out and be able to get meaningful results from it. You don't have to just tread down paths that other people have gone down. You can test new ideas and meaningfully expect that it might be an idea that somebody hasn't tested yet. Right. Right. And I don't know about you, but that's exciting because all throughout life, it's like growing up, it's like, School is mostly learning about all the things that everybody else has already figured out and how to do what they've already figured out right. And even like you get into business, you get into your job, you get into a career. It's mostly like somebody else has figured this thing out and it's your job just to implement it. Or like when you're starting into business, it's like, all right, first I got to wrap my head around what has already worked up till this point. Then I might be able to start figuring out some new things. So it's like we spend most of our life literally just kind of repeating the same things that other people have already figured out. It's really cool that there's a major segment that's this wide open frontier for any of us to explore that we're kind of on this, maybe not equal playing field, but at least a lot more equal than it was before. And when you discover things in that frontier, they can make a drastic, meaningful difference in your business, in your life, in your work. And uh, yeah, and the tur- like the tools to do it, are the things that we've already discovered that are just slightly differently deployed in this realm and like how they make a difference. I don't know about you, but I find that really exciting, really interesting. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to be part of going down that ballpark. What about you? Yeah, it's an amazing time to be alive. I think it's a time where you can be a craftsman going through the Dan Sullivan strategic coach. Like if I could boil it down to anything, it's successful entrepreneurs usually got there by being an amazing lone wolf. And the first three years of strategic coach is 
teaching you how to find out what you're really good at. He calls it your unique ability. Right. And then be able to delegate and delete other stuff. But then the next three years is all, how do you build a team of people who have unique abilities on other things required in your business? So no one's just halfway doing it, but you're actually leading a team of, I call it people in their superpowers. And, you know, what I think AI is going to let us do is we're going to be able to have many more teammates through AI and the human teammates we have are going to be like Iron Man. You know, they're going to be exponential because they're going to have AI kind of like, I think his name is Brian Rommel says, he calls it IA, your intelligence accelerator. So like an individual can just create brand new things at a much more rapid pace. And from what I can tell, every time that there's been a major invention, it's made the world better and it's created more jobs. And so that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. So uh, to sort of put a bow on it, again, the, the short concept here is that if you want to get better at working with these large language models, if you flip the script and instead of thinking there's an exact right way to do this that somebody else has already figured out and I just have to learn that and implement it. If you switch your thinking from believing that's the case to understanding, sure, there's lots of opportunity to to grow and learn in this thing together, but there's also a ton that hasn't been figured out. And further, the ways that seem to be working are by better understanding humans and the way that we work, you're able to find those tools that seem to work well with AI as well and go down that path in order to discover those opportunities. So start deploying that and further uh, come back to us. Let us know what you are testing because just like Charlie was just mentioning, we each have our own unique abilities. We are each going to be going down these things and thinking about them in different ways in your own unique framework around what problems are you facing day by day? What things do you enjoy solving? What rabbit trails do you enjoy going down? And you're going to go down a path that I'm not going to go down. And you're going to go down that path and discover interesting things that'll be useful for me because you are uniquely you. And together, we can learn those things together at a more effective rate. And so if you're interested in doing that kind of thing, where not only are you looking at putting together the work of AI and where it is making a difference in the real estate business into practice and actually getting down and putting into work together. But if you're interested in coming together with a group of like-minded people who are all doing the same thing as well, that's something that we're working on putting together right now with real estate growth hackers, where we've got an AI mastermind, an AI group coaching sort of thing. I still don't have the right word for it, but what we're doing is we're getting together and for high level teams who are putting this stuff into practice in marketing, in recruiting, in back office, right? In all of these areas of the work of real estate, if you're interested in coming together, putting this stuff into practice, seeing not only what I've learned and figured out, but what other teams across the country, across the world, probably at some point are figuring out as well. I'd love to invite you to come and join us at that. If you'd like more information about that, you can go to realestategrowthhackers.com slash contact. Let us know that you're interested and we'll get you the details on how you might be able to join up with us. It is not the kind of thing that we're going to be bringing a ton of people into. We got at least one or two right now that are already coming in and ready to go. I am literally thinking we might stop it at about 10 before I consider pulling in more people. I don't know how big it makes sense to let it get before it starts 
having negative ramifications for everybody involved in terms of not being able to learn together effectively, just where it sort of breaks the dynamic of it. So, you know, I don't make any guarantees about how small it gets, but we're going to figure it out as it goes. And 10 to me is kind of that number that I could think of. I feel like we could safely get that big and have it still work like I'm envisioning it. But uh, yeah, so if you're interested in that, I recommend not delaying first come first serve. We'll uh, be getting people in and getting people involved. Realestategrowthhackers.com slash contact. Any thoughts or questions on that, Charlie, that you think I should address? It makes sense to do it. Get in there, get involved with other realtors. It's amazing what all you guys will be able to create when other people are still scratching the surface. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I'm half convinced that the main reason why Charlie keeps doing this show with me is just because he gets unique access to being able to get some of this information every week. So if you want to have that same kind of ability to have me in your back pocket and do the same thing with other real estate agents across the country, then definitely check out what we're up to, realestategrowthhackers.com slash contact. And then I would be remiss if I did not mention Charlie Madison, again, realtor waiting list referrals while you sleep. If you are a lender looking to build a waiting list of realtors rather than having to hunt them down yourself, actually have them hunting you and wanting to work with you. I definitely recommend checking out what he's up to. We have a link set up realestategrowthhackers.com slash referrals while you sleep. I think we will be setting up RW, what is it? YS. I know. Yeah, I tried to spell out loud while I'm visualizing it is hard. R-W-I-S. We'll make sure to get that set up. I'll do that right after this. So that's live as well. You can check him out there. Charlie, what will people see when they go and check you out? What you're up to when they go and visit that link? They will see the special VIP private calendar link for Friends of Zach and my most open calendar. So find some time that works. No sales at all. Just find out what you're doing find out if there's a way that we can help you and that's it. Make it real simple. You're a friend of Zach. So you're a VIP. Perfect. I definitely recommend that you guys check that out in terms of a system to market your business and stay top of mind, whether you're a lender or a realtor, it is really one of my favorite ways right now that I think makes sense for everybody to deploy and implement. No matter what you're doing, it will make what you're up to better because <laughs> it will make sure that you have more awareness in the easiest ways possible, which is just as important. Not only will it get you in front of people more effectively, it makes it easy for you. And that makes a world of difference for actually getting the results. So definitely check out what he's up to, realestategrowthhackers.com slash R-W-Y-S. Nailed it. Yes. Ah, perfect. All right. And again, if you're interested in our AI mastermind, check us out, realestategrowthhackers.com slash contact. Charlie, thanks so much for coming on again. Hopefully we brought people some valuable insights in working with AI today. I love it. Thank you so much. Right, bye everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Estate Growth Hacker Show. Remember, done is better than perfect. To turn the marketing ideas and tactics you just learned into real growth for your real estate business, visit us at realestategrowthhackers.com. If you like this episode, consider sharing it with another real estate professional who could benefit from the information. Or maybe you'd like to subscribe to the show to never miss an episode. You can leave a rating or review on iTunes with your biggest takeaway, helping this show to reach and help more people just like you. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.